again. Beyond time and space, I saw the darkness. Total darkness. But I didn't die. Oh, no. The beast mocked me. It let me live. The beast that was now whispering, You will stay with me forever. Forever. It wasn't lying. Part of me is still there. But as my daughter Clara would have said with a smile, that wasn't the Z at the end of the rainbow. It wasn't the end of my story. On the contrary, it was only the beginning. One word, nine letters. Beginning. Five letters. Beast. Six letters. Horror. We are the road crew. In life, as in art, there's only one thing that matters. The facts. To know all the facts about Evie, Kurt, Marcus, and the night of April 28th, 1985, you have to know everything there is to know about me. Because this isn't just about 1985 and the Blatterbach killings. It isn't just about Evie, Kurt, and Marcus. It's also about Selinger, Annalisa, and Clara. Everything's connected. Up until 2.22 p.m. on September 15th, 2013, in other words, up until the moment when the beast almost killed me, I'd been defined as 50% of a rising star in a field, documentary filmmaking, that tends to produce not so much stars as tiny meteors and a lot of hot air. Mike McMillan, the other 50% of the star in question, like to say that if we'd been shooting stars on a collision course with the planet called Total Failure, we'd have had the privilege of disappearing in the kind of burst of heat reserved for heroes. After the third beer, I declared myself in agreement with him. If nothing else, it was a good excuse for a toast. Mike wasn't just my partner. He was also the best friend you could possibly have the luck to meet. He was an irritating smartass, as egocentric as, or even more than a black hole, obsessive to an unbearable degree, and gifted with the ability to focus on a single subject like a canary on amphetamines. But he was also the one true artist I had ever known. It was Mike who realized, when we were still only the semi-talented, least cool pair in the whole of the New York Film Academy, the director's course for Mike, the screenwriter's course for yours truly, that if we pursued our Hollywood ambitions, we'd get our asses kicked and end up as embittered and verbose as the dreaded professor, call me Jerry Calhoun, the ex-hippie who'd taken more pleasure than anyone else in pulling our first timid creations to pieces. It was truly a magical moment, a flash of enlightenment that would modify the course of our lives, Maybe a bit less epic than a Sam Peckinpah movie. Let's go, William Holden says in The Wild Bunch, to which Ernest Borgnine replies, Why not? 
Given that when it happened, we were nibbling on french fries in a McDonald's with our morale below our feet. But once in a lifetime, all the same. Believe me. Fuck Hollywood, Salinger, Mike had said. People are hungry for reality, not CGI. The only way we can surf this fucking zeitgeist is to forget fiction and devote ourselves to good old-fashioned reality. Satisfaction guaranteed. I raised an eyebrow. Zeitgeist? You're the kraut, partner. My mother was of German descent, but don't worry. I really didn't feel picked on by Mike. After all, I'd grown up in Brooklyn, whereas he was from the fucking Midwest. Genealogical considerations aside, what Mike was trying to say on that damp November day so many years ago was that I should throw away my seriously bad screenplays and join him in making documentaries, taking moments and enlarging.